Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. want to welcome everyone once again to another live episode of the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. I'll be coming to you guys live from DeSoto, Texas, uh, home of the 2010 Buckets Award winner, Von Miller. I want to congratulate Von on winning that award. Of course, you know he plays linebacker for Texas A&M. These guys are going to be in the Cotton Bowl coming up here on January the 1st. So I want to thank him. He's a hometown kid. and Send him a big congratulations on winning the Buckets Award. If you guys don't know, the Buckets Award is for the best uh, linebacker in college right now. So they got him ranked as the best. Uh, linebacker, so you can go ahead and count your dollars, my friend, because you're going live to, to the NFL right away. I uh, want to welcome everyone that's joining the program for the first time. I know it's not our regular night. We're usually on on Thursday nights at 9.30, but we're going to be on tonight for a Friday night special uh, tonight uh, since we had the Mavs game last night where the Mavs defeated the Nets. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot about that. I've got some real good audio for you guys. I've got comments from uh, Avery Johnson from Coach Rick Carlisle. I've also got comments from all the players, Sean Merriman, uh, Jet Terry, and, of course, an exclusive interview interview, uh, with the brand-new, the cult star of the Mavericks, that's Ian Mahimi. Uh, If you guys don't know who he is, you're going to learn a lot about him as well, too. Uh, So without further ado, let me bring on my co-host real quick. Let's welcome our co-pilot to the program, Royce. You're live on on the show. How you doing tonight? Hey, Rodney, what's going on? Go Mavs. How about that, man? 11 in a row. That's I know. great. I, I know. I think they got the hottest streak going right now, don't they? I think so, too. I mean, they're, they're an 11-game win streak. They beat the New Jersey Nets team. And we talked about this on uh, Tuesday about Avery Johnson uh, coming back right. to town. And I knew there was going to be, if anybody knows the team, the players anyway, inside and out, it's got to be Avery, right? Right. That's right. And you know we got tonight. We got another hot game tonight. We got Chicago playing uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's eleven point nine seconds left. Uh, Chicago's up by four, eighty six, eighty two, and I'm anxious to see how that turns out. Uh, it'll be a big upset if Chicago did. You know the Chicago team is it's pretty right. good, Rodney. And right. uh, you know they had a little trouble starting out. They gel it. But the Mavs are on a roll. They're on a tear. They got to be the hottest team in the NBA right now. They're beating all the elite teams. Uh, of course, now they haven't played the Lakers yet. But uh, they've broken everybody's winning streak. Mm-hmm. And if they stay on this course, uh, who knows what's going to happen. You know, so they oh, yeah. Uh, good old to the Mavs. Yeah, I love what the Mavs are doing right now. They win that game 102-89 uh, to 89 against the New Jersey Nets. Uh, a lot of stuff happened this game. Now, before the game, uh, we got a chance to talk to Avery a little bit. We're going to play that audio for you guys here in just a sec. But during uh, during the game, Royce, in the first quarter, we knew the Nets were going to be in some kind of trouble once Devin right. Harris was out. Right, you know I mean? right. He, he went out early. Right. He left the game by 6.33 left. 
and did right. not return. When he came back, I think it was late second quarter, had his shoulder all wrapped up. Right. Uh, so we find out now that he did have a sprained shoulder. But you could tell from that point on, I mean, the Nets weren't even in it at all. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he, you know, he really landed awkwardly, and I tell when he got up, he wasn't too good. But, uh, you know, they had the Twin Towers down in Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas now had the Eiffel Tower because we had <laughs> the French players on our team. So uh, I, maybe they had to catch on, you know, Dallas with the Eiffel Tower. So we got, we, as a matter of fact, we got a Paris connection here in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two French. Two Frenchmen. That's Ian Mahimi and also uh, Roddy Bouvois. Uh, we like to call him Roddy B uh, for right. short. And he has yet to play this season. Of course, he's going to be coming back here pretty soon. Uh, Russ, if you would, talk a little bit about, you know, these Mavs overall. I mean, they, this is their second game of um, of a six-game homestand. They've already beaten um, a couple – they've already beaten Minnesota. Uh, and now they're beating the New Jersey Nets. They got Utah Jazz coming up, which is really their only team. Uh, only team they're facing that's above 500 uh, during this homestand. But talk a little bit about, about what you've seen this season. Them being 11 and 0, and I know you're skeptical about the regular season wins. You're ready for the right, playoffs. Right, right. You know this is a automatically a 50, 50 game winning team. If you know the last what. Five to seven years, they've they've been consistently winning fifty games or more. So that record belongs to the Mavs. It's, it's once they get in the playoffs, it's a trouble. You know, mm-hmm. one year they got knocked out the first round, they didn't make the second round. But it's just something happens to this team when they get in the playoffs. You know, I don't know if they're exerting all the energy during the year to get the wins, but this year we don't want just to settle to go to the playoffs. We want to go far, you know, really deep in the play. Matter of fact, right. we want a championship. You know, right, I'm not right, dissatisfied right. with the fact because this team is capable of beating anybody in the league. And uh, what I see this year is defense and Tyson Chown. For, uh, for the first time, I can remember the, the Mavericks have a force to be reckoned with in the center. You know, we've always had big centers, and you know, uh, but they weren't dominant centers. And uh, now we have somebody that's really active on the glass, Tyson Chown. We have a, a Mimi, you know, the, the guy you just mentioned and from France. And uh, I see some depth on the bench. You know, these bench players have been coming out playing really good. I like the rotation they have by bringing Jason Terry off the bench. Right. You know, and Karan Butler has just been playing out of his mind lately. You know, and if this team can stay healthy, everybody can stay healthy. And uh, I think they can go real deep in the playoffs. Well, we got a final on this Lakers-Chicago game, 88-84. to 84. The Chicago pulled it off. You know, Carlos Boozer is back. And I think that's what they were missing the first part of this season. They, now they got him back. And they got a low-post player. So hats off to Chicago. They beat the Lakers. I think this has been the first time they beat the Lakers in a while. So, wow. I mean, it, it's starting to heat up now. I know it's early, but these teams are uh, really starting to jail, uh, especially the Mavericks. And uh, I do like this team. And one thing about this Mavericks team, you know, in the past, they would come off a big win and play somebody like the Nets and lose. But they've been right. consistent here lately. You know, it's been on the same key. And the fourth quarter where they couldn't close our game, they're not closing our games. And one thing that Carlisle said earlier in the year was they're going to, Defend their house more. The game, the home game, 
As a matter of fact, they've been almost perfect at home. So I like that. And that's a good motto to have. You got to the, the home games you got to win, and you got to win to get home field advantage in the playoffs. If they can come away with a home field advantage and then get the crowd behind them, I think they can do a lot better. So, we, you know, it's still early. I hope they can keep the momentum going. But we're not just going to be satisfied with just making a playoff. We want a championship. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Uh, I, think, I think that's an excellent observation. I think the coach knows that. I think some of the players know that, especially guys like Dirk. Jason Kidd, right, even right. Tyson Chandler, for that matter, and his right. big addition, he's been to the team. He's been crucial uh, to the team, you know, as of late. But I think the players know that. But, you know, what I'm impressed by them is the fact that they haven't been letting up on uh, easy teams. You know, these teams are not as not as skilled as them, don't have the kind of record that they have, but they have right. not let up off the gas on these teams so they haven't fell right. for that trap game. I thought this was really going to be a trap game. Yeah, you know, they're thinking too. about Utah. They did beat Utah in, in their house. Uh, so now right. they get them at home. And it's so hard to beat teams twice in the NBA, uh, yeah, number one. But I thought they were thinking about that game. They're looking forward to that, a Saturday night game. And, uh, you know, I thought this was really a trap game because I thought Avery knew this I team, did too. you know, right. inside right. of that. But, of course, once Devin Harris went out, I mean, they really didn't have a chance from that point on. And Derek Favors, the rookie, the lottery pick, did not play this game, had a thigh contusion. We learned that right. at the first part of the game, talking to Avery, and uh, he didn't get a chance to play. They do like Derek Favors, though. They really think he can be a starter on the team. He mentioned he was going to have him starting around the 40, 41st or 40th game, uh, but it may happen earlier than that, the way the season's been going so far. Um, but let's go ahead and set the stage for all of our listeners real quick. When we got there, Avery Johnson was there. Of course, Rick Carlisle did his press conference. And we got a chance to listen to Avery talk a lot about uh, his experiences, you know, being a coach for the Mavs and uh, how, you know, Don Nelson gave him an opportunity to be here. And uh, he, he, we, one of my good friends, uh, Bill Ingram from HoopsWorld.com, asked a real interesting question to Avery. He asked him, you know, how does it feel now uh, coaching, the, you come from coaching a team that really needed a, a nudge to get into the finals or get deep in the playoffs to a team that uh, now is in a total rebuilding uh, year, coming out of last place from last season. And I thought Avery had a real interesting answer, so let's listen real quick. There's some comments from Avery Johnson uh, before the Mavericks game when they took on the Nets last night at the AAC. I don't know if they were poised and nudged and ready to get to the finals. You know, the year before, I think they lost to Sacramento maybe in the first round. So I don't know if a nudge and ready to get to the finals with Jason Terry and um, Dampier and Devin Harris, who had never played in the playoffs before. So I don't know. I don't know about a nudge and ready to get to the final shot. You heard me? <laughs> but uh, we had had some guys that had some regular season um seasoning under them, uh, but this situation is is a great challenge, and uh, I knew what I was signing up for when I came here, and it's just a totally different situation. Uh, Nelly did put me in a really nice position, uh, even when I played here. He allowed me to coach some games and coach some practices, and was one of the few, I guess, player coaches, player coaches in the league at that time so uh, this is a totally different situation but one that um, I look forward to what, what, what do you think about the 
being in a similar situation, you kind of did the same thing with Keith in, in Golden State last year, and you know. Yeah, I hadn't talked to him about it, but um, you know, I know Keith's enjoying his opportunity there, and Nelly was awfully good to a lot of coaches along the way, and that's what it's all about. Hopefully, I can do the same for some younger guys coming up behind me. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Mavs defense? Well, I think for the most part, um, you know, they're one of the few teams that really utilize the zone defense. And, you know, Jack, you, you, there have been games where they played half the game zone, and it's been an effective tool for them. And um, if, if you can score on their zone defense and get them back in the man-to-man, then you, you may have a shot. But the zone for them, they, they probably play the best zone in the NBA. Did you realize the visiting locker room was so small and stuff? I've been in it before. <laughs> I've been in it before. Well, it would it be a little weird tonight knowing where to go and where to stand and all that kind of stuff? I mean, you know, I, it is. I, I've never been back as a, an opposing coach. And uh, so it's going to be a little weird. I've sat over there as a player before, but um, it's going to be a little weird. I, you know, when I came in off the bus, I started to take a right turn <laughs> a few doors down, but I didn't. I didn't want to embarrass myself. You mentioned that it's a different challenge for you right now. Does that mean you changed anything uh, from your coaching perspective? No, I think still discipline and details and um, all of those things work. This idea that you can have a, a country club mentality, uh, it doesn't work in football, it doesn't work in basketball, uh, whether, you know, I told Sean Payton, I said, you really fool folks. They they think you're this cool, calm, and collected coach because they see you laughing, but they've never been inside your practices like I have. So um, from that standpoint, we're the same. Just doing a whole lot more teaching. Um, you know, got to motivate quite a bit. And uh, we just got a lot of young guys that, you know, you got to start with the basics. You can't You can't skip a step. And with us trying to develop our assets here and grow our young players and hopefully some guys in the starters, hopefully other guys into being rotation players. So then one of these days when we become a playoff team, we'll be ready to go. Do you say you're more patient now? Got to be patient. Yeah, yeah. Got to be much more patient. And uh, I think that's good for me. It's good for me during this time of my coaching career. And, um, yeah, I love being out on the court practicing, helping our guys get better. Every shoot around, every practice, every video session for us is important. How's your accent working up in New York? Not good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> it was Coach Avery Johnson uh, uh, before the Mavs game uh, with his comments about coaching the Mavs. You heard him make the comment about his accent not going over too well uh, in New York. Uh, but, Royce, talk a little bit about Avery and and how he was as a coach in, um, in in Dallas. And some of the stuff he said about now, he's really got to take a team from uh, zero, you know, to ten. Yeah, you know, I liked Avery as a coach. Uh, he was, he's the kind of player coach. And, uh, you know, Nelly did give him a chance here in Dallas. He was always, uh, you know, they called him a little general. He was always a leader. And uh, to make that transition from basketball to coaching, I think he's done a good job. I hate to see Avery go. Just I can't imagine what he would have done with the team they had now. And uh, you got to remember, he did take the Mavericks as far as they ever been before. I was, I mean, you know, since since uh, 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 Mark Cuban has had him, and uh, they did. He had a job in New Jersey. This is not the same New Jersey team. 
you know, with they had Jason Kidd and Vince Carter, you know, it's a whole different team, very young team. And they, they got a lot of growing to do. He has his hands full. I hope he stays there a while and get to build him a team or, you know, in New Jersey. But uh, he also told me, kind of off the record, it's kind of bittersweet for him because uh, his family's here, you know, and he was going to go out and have dinner afterwards, so he's going to stick around a while. And I think he really likes it in Dallas. He said his family's still here. So, uh, you know, I, it was good to see Avery back. I mean, I, I, I didn't want him to win, but uh, I think he has a good career you know, ahead of him. He's going to take a while to build that, you know, next team up. But uh, Avery, Avery's a good guy. He's one of the good guys. So, right. you know, he, we have to thank Dallas for, do, for giving him a chance to coach. You know, so we did open up the door for him. But uh, I, I do like Avery as a coach and a player. I, I always admired him. He's always been a uh, upstanding guy. So, uh, but we had to take that win from him. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we 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 right. we weren't gonna give you nothing. Yeah, you can't come here and we're gonna give you nothing. But right, uh, right, kudos, right. kudos to Avery. Yeah, it was good to see him last night. And I think I, most of the fans were just elated just to have him back. You know, he was always a favorite here. So uh, right. just imagine what he would have done if he had this team that they have right now. So mm, uh, who knows? That's a good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. We might have to pose right. that question. Uh, if you guys listen to us live, as you know, you can always call in. Uh, 323-927-2906 is a live number on our Friday night special edition. Our Friday night special will be exactly like our Thursday night show. We're still going to do picks uh, coming up later in the program. Uh, where I get a chance to defend my crown that I'm holding for this week. The other guys, of course, are going to be trying to take my crown as well. Uh, let's get into a little bit more Mavs out there real quick. This is uh, Coach Rick Carlisle after the uh, Nets game that the Mavs won 102-89. to And after that, we'll bring on our NBA analyst, uh, Rick, real fast and get his comments about the Mavs and, and his game against the Nets. This is uh, Coach Rick Carlisle. Well, he had a very good floor game. You know, 13 assists, I'm sure, is a season high. And uh, that was great. And, I, you know, if we could, I wanted to try to give J-Kid, a, you know, a light night on minutes. Um, J.J. and Jets play allowed us to do that. And um, so that was a plus. And then, now, you know, now we're headed into another tough game Saturday against Utah. So we um, we got to prep for that tomorrow, and uh, we'll have to be ready. Okay, there was actually audio about uh, he was talking about <clears throat> excuse me talking about JJ Barea, who had 13 assists that night. And uh, Royce, me and you were sitting up there in the press box talking about how Jason Kidd has not been playing a lot of four quarters, and right. now we know why. I mean, if if, if Barea's gonna give you 13 assists, that's gonna free up a lot of time for uh, Jay Kidd to sit down. He hasn't played a four quarter in the last four games. Right. Well, you know what I like about Barea. He, you know, he's a clock. You know, kid can't do what the old kid used to do. And Barrera is a lot quicker than kid. And I, I like him coming off the bench. And he, he, he's really stepped it up this year. I like his play this year. The guy is fearless. I mean, he, he, he'll take any. He'll take. Any, I saw him last night. Took the tallest guy, the seven foot guy. What's the name with the Nets? Uh, oh, Bruce Lopez. 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 I saw him take him one-on-one. And, and what I know, he's across to me between Tony Parker and Jason Kidd. I mean, he, he can take it to the basket. He's fearless. 
He goes inside. He goes outside. You don't know what Perez going to do. Yeah. That's what yeah. I like about it. And I noticed that Carlisle has been a little more serious. Do, do you see a different Carlisle this year than you did last year? I, you know, I do. I do. He's getting a lot more people, a lot more minutes. Um, right, and right. it even goes to show, even with um, uh, Mahimi, the uh, the new guy, the the center, the backup, the third backup right. center. Yeah, he's he played a lot. Even he's getting right. minutes. Right, but right. You, so you're coming around a little bit on Beret, I see. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I, I, I was down on he. He was kind of erratic last year. You know, I don't know if, if he was trying too hard, but I, I, I see an improvement in his game. You can tell he's been practicing, and I like his because like because like, he's fearless, man. I mean, he 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 took on the seven footer one on one. I mean, this was more than once, you know, yeah. and it yeah. to the best, you know. Yeah, and I, I like yeah. that about him. You know, the Mavericks need that. And with that presence down low inside, that opens up his game where he can go inside and take people off the dribble. But you always got to have somebody that that, that, that can create his own shot. And Burrell has been doing that, I mean, from anywhere on the court. So uh, it's opening up for him. Uh, you know, somebody's going to take over for Jason Kidd someday. You know, I hope he's able to fill that role, and I think they're grooming him for that part. Let's listen to a little bit more of Rick Carlisle's audio after the uh, Mavs beat the Nets for their 11th uh, win in a row. And I want you, everyone listen real close to what he says in this next clip. He talks a little bit about the other players on the team uh, and the win, and then we'll bring on some our NBA analyst Rick to analyze exactly what I'm going to bring up here real quick. And this is uh, Rick Carlisle on the RF Sports Radio Show. Look, I'm happy. I'm very happy we won, and uh, you know it, it was, as I said, it's, it, you know it wasn't an easy game, and and when you're on a streak, you're going to get everybody's best game. So um, right now, it's it's all about continuing to study ourselves, making sure we uh, know what's going on with the next opponent coming in, and it, it, look, it's our job to get the crowd into the game. And I thought uh, so. A couple guys that played really key roles tonight. Marion played a great game all around. You know, just. Eight for ten offensively and defensively, you know, got got steals, got rebounds, made things happen, um, and uh, you know, Butler had a very good offensive game, and you know, I just decided to finish with uh, finish with Sean because uh, he was into it defensively. So, you know, we're, we're, we got a good thing going with our forwards, and uh, you know, recently it's been a different guy finishing every every night. So, um, in a way, that's a good thing. It's a little unpredictable for them, but uh, they're rolling with it, and we're winning, so that's what's important. When you get so many assists on, on buckets, is that just a sign that your offense is slowing, balls moving, guys making good passes? Yeah, I mean, that means that, it means that the, the offense is flowing. It also, tonight meant that, uh, you know, New Jersey was down a couple of guys, let's face it. I mean, Favors was out. He's one of their top players. Harris went out early, um, and that certainly affected him. Uh, their overall game, but uh, you know, I, I love the way we passed it. Um, we had some untimely turnovers, which, which you know, in in some recent games have 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 reared their ugly head again. You know, just at at, at the wrong times, and so uh, you know, we'll continue to look at that. But um, hey, it's a it's a solid win, and it's a win we needed. And that's Coach Rick Carlisle after the uh, Nets game. Uh, talking about, uh, of course, the other players, some of the other players. And what I want to bring to mention for everyone is what he said about Sean Marion and Karan Butler. Oh, and yeah, how he's kind of interchanging these two guys 
And, you know, he's finishing out the game with one of those particular players. Both of these guys basically came to the team last year. We thought they were going to provide that spark last year, but it seems like they're finally finding the groove this year. Uh, They led the team in points last night. He decided to leave uh, Sean on the court a little bit longer, uh, though he let Karan finish out the uh, first half. And I want to bring Rick on real quick because I want to ask him, I mean, from what you've seen between both of these players, Karan and Sean, I mean, is this what we – is this what Carlisle wants? He wants these guys kind of in competition, but he wants to finish out with one. And, and why not have both of them on the court at one time? Well, I'm, well, I can't say that it's exactly what he wants, but I know uh, from Carlisle's perspective it's a good problem to have. You know, I know he's appreciating both, you know, the players and the efforts that they're putting out there. We look at him the other night. You know, Sean Marion was incredibly efficient out there. He was he was making pretty much every shot that he put up. Karan Butler was that aggressive killer that he always is. You know, he takes big shots at big times, whether he make them or miss them, he's not afraid to take them. You know, and the way that the Mavericks played, you know, the other night, even though the Nets are not really a, one of the better teams in the NBA, but the way that the Mavericks play, it's hard for any team in the NBA to beat the Mavs when they play like that. You know, that's the kind of game that you want to see out of the Mavericks. Everybody on that team pretty much contributed offensively some kind of way. That's why it was a lot easier for J.J. Barrett to go out there and get those 13 assists. You know, everybody was chipping in, you know, and the, the game pretty much went, you know, like I expected it to go with the exception of, like, some of the post play. You know, Tyson Chandler was a little sluggish probably because of the illness or whatnot, you know, so it's not really a bad thing on him. So Brooks Lopez was able to take advantage of him down low. You know, he was able to get in his points. But, you know, with the Mavs playing like that, let me tell you something, it's going to be really, really hard for anybody out there to to beat the Mavs. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. And speaking of uh, what you just said, you mentioned it. First of all, I, I do apologize, Rick. Let me welcome you on correctly. Let's welcome Rick on to the program. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, yeah. How's it <laughs> okay. going, Royce? How you doing, baby? Boy, hey, Rick, how you doing? Hey, hey you know Royce. what? I, yeah. Me, me, you, and Chosen, we got to go get him tonight, man. Yeah, we got. Yeah, he got lucky. You know, everybody gets lucky every now and then. But you know what? I, know <laughs> I, I think Sean, uh, Marin has found the, found the view there in Dallas. When they first made that trade, I kind of frowned on it. Because I thought, you know, if he left Phoenix, he, he you know, his career was going on the downside. Uh, but right. he, he is rebounding. I think he's found the found the view here in Dallas. I think he loves it there. But what what I noticed about the Mavericks, all the weight is not on Dirk Nowitzki to carry this team anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has help for a change. This Butler has been on the turf. Uh, all yeah. of them play better. And you know, on any given night. Uh, any one of those guys, from Jason Terry to Barrell, can step up and 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 take over the game. You know, with, with, I've seen Dirk even pass more where he used to shoot. You know, where he almost had to shoot, but he can pass it to any one of those players now. You know, instead of taking the shot, and uh, I, I like that about this team because I think Dirk Dirk feels better about you know what he has to work with, and I think the team. Uh, overall, everybody's playing better. I like the rotation that he has about Doug Stevenson. And, you know, 80 some, 85 games is a lot of games. You know, that's a lot of what I'm telling these guys. I think if they play the way they're playing, the rotation they're playing, that it, but come playoff time, 
You know what I mean? Everybody would have had experience, and you you can almost count on anybody to step in and, you know, contribute. So I, I like this about this team. And talk you, about you, Dirk. You're absolutely, you're absolutely correct, you know, because, you know, the good thing about the Mavs is, you know, pretty much everybody on that team is capable of giving you something offensively. You know, not everybody so much defensively, you know, but a good number of players are able to, to do it defensively. And with the type of defense they play, they're able to make it work, you know. But everybody's able to give you something offensively. You know, Dirk is going to consistently give you your 20, 25 points. He hit 25 the other night. You know, Dirk's still going to do that and hitting big shots at, at big times too, you know. And Barrett, he's good at what he do. You know, he's a he's a very good, solid NBA, you know, backup player. I don't think he's a, a, a starting caliber point guard. But, you know, I think it's a ton of, of point guards in the NBA that could do what uh, Barrett could do. But the way that it works for the Mavericks is a different story. You know, Barrett is able to come in there. He's fearless going to the basket. His only liability is defensive, you know. But, again, with that zone, it's it's, it's He's able to get a little help, you know, from everybody else. And he is able to, to let Jason Kidd, who's one of the best players in NBA history, the only player outside of maybe Magic Johnson that I've ever seen. You know, other people have seen other players, but they can just dominate a game without scoring a single basket, you know. Right. But they're able to let him just sit down and, and rest, you know, take some time off. Now, if the game was a little closer, best believe Jason Kidd would be in there to help out defensively and control the game more as a I agree. I think Jason's going to have to play a huge role Saturday night against uh, Utah because they're going to have their hands full with De'Ron Williams. Uh, you can def- definitely believe that. And you guys touch on, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. You talked about Barrea being able to give up so many assists because they do have so many people on the team uh, that can shoot the ball so well and score. And we actually talked to Sean Marion about that in the locker room. Here's some of his comments on, of course, Barrea and his assists and also how well the ball is moving around. How about the little man, J.J. Barea? I mean, he thinks he's Jason Kidd out there with 13 assists. like that. You know what I'm saying? I like that. You need to do that more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, seem to, more. You, know, you seem to be the guy on the other end of a lot of that. Why not? <laughs> no, but, uh, no, it's cool, man. You know, we all help each other, and it's fine. You know, all the guys are, are just are just supporting each other and uh, having fun doing it. And that's what it's about. That's why we that's why we at where we at right now. We're still learning, and we're adapting to certain, certain, certain games and situations, and, and uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's baby stepping stones. Every game we take, and uh, it's looking good, it's feeling good. Seemed like you're in the zone tonight. Talk about a little bit about how you felt out there. How nice it is to have a game like this. Uh, it was good, man. You know, everybody was looking for each other when the ball was moving and stuff. You know, everybody everybody gets rewarded. You know, I think uh, you know everybody had a good game tonight. You know, um, from 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 top to bottom. And uh, you know, uh, everybody contributed heavily for this. And uh, that's that's the sign of a great team. And uh, we to keep doing this, keep building from this. I mean, uh, a lot of great things happen. And that was Sean Mary talking exactly about what you guys talked about. And, Bruce, you brought up Dirk, and Dirk said something in the locker room last night I thought was really interesting. He said he really feels like now he doesn't have to force the ball. He doesn't have to force a shot with so many other guys on the team contributing so big on the offensive end. And he's actually shooting the ball now better than he did in any point of his career. He's shooting 50, 55.3% from the field. Last night he was 8 for 10. Uh, so I mean the, the guys the guys on fire right now. No one's shooting the ball uh, as good as Dirk I think right now. Not not in his position anyway. And I mean he's still having he's having a great season. 
and he's not having to force the ball. He's not having to go out there and hit 30 every night, especially now with some of the guys contributing off the bench uh, and also contributing in, in the uh, star lineup as well. Let me bring on another uh, contributor to the show real quick. I got Chosen on the line. He's been sitting on hold. I know he's got some strong comments about about the Mavs. So welcome into the program. Uh, Chosen, you live on the show, man. How's it going? Oh, man. Happy Friday, everybody. It's good to be on the hard man. Oh, man, just enjoying it. Just enjoying the way the Mavericks are playing. You know, they're giving me everything that my Cowboys didn't give me this season. And I just got to say, you know, it is definitely nice to see some better team chemistry starting off. You know, the, a lot of people say that the Mavericks are just a regular season team. But when you start off like this, you start to believe that they're capable of doing more. And I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, yeah, I think, I think we, we just don't want to let down during the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 we don't want that. Now, I had a chance also well, to talk to uh, Karan Butler um, about how he feels about the team having such a great uh, streak right now, being 11-0. and um, And this is some of his comments real quick after the, uh, after the game. This is Karan Butler on the RF Sports Radio Show. Just, just staying with it and, you know, uh, taking advantage of opportunities. Um, just catching, shooting the ball. And, you know, obviously Jason Kidd telling me just come off the curl and be ready. And exactly what I did. And that was the quick comments from him. Now, uh, let me ask you guys real quick. You guys are mentioning playoffs. I mean, I know we all thinking about what's going to happen when playoff time comes around. I mean, they beat some really, really good teams. I mean, they beat the Spurs. They beat the Jazz. They've yet to play the Lakers. But, I mean, they beat some really good teams. They they stopped the streak for New Orleans. Now they're one of the teams that's really hunted. I mean, how do you feel about them going into a game against the Jazz and having to beat a team twice uh, this early in the season? Royce, I'm going to ask you first. Well, I, I, it, it's going to be hard. You know, I, I looked at the rest of the uh, schedule for the next four or five games. That is probably the hardest game they're going to play. This Utah Jazz team is is scary. Uh, these guys play at 110% every night. But if they can uh, beat them twice, and I know it's real hard to do, I, I, I'm i favoring the Mavs to win this game, uh, I guess because they're on a hot streak. But uh, Utah is a scary team. They will be uh, forced to be reckoned with in the West. So it's interesting to see how the Mavericks do uh, Saturday night. And, Rick, you think that, I mean, I, I, I know you, you, you got to be picking the Mavs as hot as they are right now. you got to be picking them. But you know how this point guard play is, especially with a guy like Deron Williams running the point and, of course, Al Jefferson down low. Uh, so what do you think about, you know, their chances against the Jazz on Saturday night? Well, I think uh, if there's if there's going to be a problem, it's going to be Deron Williams out there uh, doing it. You know, that's that's pretty much the biggest threat that the Mavericks would have. I think the Mavericks are capable enough to control the situation down low. You know, they got enough height to be able to to you know sustain all post play. You know, so if it's going to be a problem, it would be you know outside at the point guard play. You know, I mean, this is but you got to get a Mavericks credit, man. This is a good team. Chosen couldn't have said it any any better. You know, when you when you're starting off like this, you know, there's what what's to keep you from thinking that they could do more? 
You know, it almost creates a sense of a wiggle room or something like that. You want the Mavericks to stay aggressive, but they're playing so good right now. It's just you, you're starting to expect it, you know, and this mm-hmm. is, it's going to be a letdown if they start beating teams by two points or something, you know. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, you're right. Joe, do you think it's going to be a, a, another win for the Mavericks and they'll be extending that streak to, to 12 wins in a row? I definitely think so. I mean, the, I, I, I would have to say that the Lakers are the measuring stick for any team coming out of the West, and uh, that's how we measure, you know, what type of playoff uh, situation or scenario we're going to be looking at. I mean, for years we've matched up well against every other team, I think, and um, I don't think that the Jazz is, is really clicking on all cylinders yet in this season to really be a formidable opponent for the Mavericks. So I expect, you know, you know, a win of at least 10 points or more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, uh, of course, uh, Rick Carla has his comments about what he's going to have to do uh, to beat this team again for the second time this early in the season. This is Coach Rick Carlisle uh, talking about his upcoming game against the Utah Jazz. Well, it's, it's a challenging game, and uh, beating a team twice in a row this year has been something that's been very hard to do in this league. So um, it's a uh, – they present, you know, a major physical challenge. Um, they're a hard-cutting team. They're a persistent, hard, tough-minded team. Um, and look, we're going to have to play a total game to beat them, just like we did, did at their place. And uh, you know, but it's going to come down to the same thing. You know, defense rebounding and being efficient with the ball. And then we're going to have to have to make our share of shots. But uh, you know, again, I, I think it's really important that that we understand that uh, you know. We're one of the few buildings that's full every night. It's our job to get our fans into the game. You know, I thought we we did that pretty well in in, um, in certain parts of the game tonight. Saturday Saturday is going to be really key for us. As you can tell, he definitely knows how hard it's going to be, and he talks a lot about the fans. I mean, it was a sellout last night, but I could I could tell you guys from firsthand experience, fans here still love Avery Johnson. They still love Devin Harris. They got some of the loudest applause when they were introduced at the beginning of the game. And the fans were into it all night long. Even when they were up by 18, the fans were into it. So I, I, I do I do know what he's talking about, about the fans being involved. You would think there wouldn't be that many people there to watch the New Jersey Nets game. Of course, with Avery coming back and Devin coming back, you know, uh, they, they wanted to come. There were even signs in the crowd last night, you know, for Devin and for Avery. And the crowd was into it big time against the Nets, and they need to be there for, for Saturday against the, um, against the Jazz. Um, real quick, and Rick, I want to ask you this because I know you watch this team pretty close. What do you think about this guy, Ian Mahimi, the French guy? He's a backup center, a third-string center right now, but we saw a lot of him playing when Tyson Chandler was out with the stomach virus. This guy, he came in last night and late in the fourth quarter. I mean, was dunking on people. The, the man looked like a little Shaq out there. He was beasting out there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he, I mean he's becoming really a cult hero with the fans uh, now more so than any because of the way he's playing. But he's out there. He's not playing scared against anybody. It's, it's easy to become a hero when you play hard, and that's exactly what he does. He gets out there and he plays hard. I don't, you know, I don't think he's really, you know, great at anything. 
You know, I just think he plays so hard, you know, it gets easier and easier for him. Some At some point, you know, he's going to be a pretty good player um, in this league, you know, because he's doing a decent job out there right now with the opportunities he's been given. You know, I would definitely keep planning. The boy has a ton of upside. If he can keep playing the same way that he's playing right now, he, he has potential to be a force to be reckoned with. And the way he's been playing, I mean, if you think about the game uh, before, uh, Brandon Haywood got the start when he came in. I mean, he had a double-double that night, 12 points, 13 Energized. rebounds. And he, he was out there beasting last night. Uh, I mean, yeah. Royce, what do you think about what you saw of the guy? Yeah, he. I mean, he played very well. It's, not, it's good to come in and play when you're playing with the Mavs. I mean, that, that, that had to be some kind of inspiration. And not having to, to play as much, you know, uh, just wait for your turn to come and be ready. You know, basically what it is, you have to be ready when your numbers come. He's been ready. Yeah, yes, he has. And and I, we had a chance, uh, I had a chance to talk to him in the locker room one-on-one to ask him exactly that, how does he feel about the time he's getting in the uh, in the games and what can we expect from him next. And, of course, how he, how he likes it in Dallas. I mean, he, he did come from San Antonio. Uh, that's the last team he played for. But, you know, he is from France. So you can definitely tell when he talks that he's a – He's a, a French guy, but this is my interview with him and him talking about being on the Mavs and, and what can we expect from him uh, this season. We've been waiting on you to get on the court. Now you're starting to get a chance to get on the court. You're showing that you deserve some more minutes. How do you feel, you know, getting in and, and being able to be a huge contributor to the team? Been, been feeling great, you know, uh, since uh, since the last couple of games when I got more playing time. And, you know, really try to help help my team. You know, come uh, come out with a lot of energy. But uh, I've been feeling great. You know, I I felt like I fit in real well, and uh, I felt like you know more and more I play, and my teammates kind of trust me. They gave me easy pass. You know, so I have easy layups, easy dunks, and all that stuff. So I bring my confidence up, and I think in defense I feel well too. You know, I'm, I'm here to help them, and they help me. So it, it, it's been great for me. Now you've been playing like a beast down low. You get some nice dunks, you get rebounds. Is that your game? Is that what we expect to see? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like to play with a lot of energy. You know, I like to bang inside. I like to do all those little things, you know, dive on the floor. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, the fact uh, that we have Tyson Chandler on the team helps me on an everyday basis as far as, you know, bring that energy and, and, you know, on and off the court, having someone like that that has a motor like you do, that helps me a lot. So, you know, I, I just look up to, uh, to Ty and, and Brandon is pretty strong too. So um, every day practicing with them helped me a lot. So um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying that that journey so far. Right. So how do you like Dallas? Being in Dallas. You know what? At first I was a little skeptical about you know moving to Dallas, big city, Cowboys. <laughs> no, not especially. But it's like I'm used to San Antonio, kind of laid back, oh, yeah. right. laid back town, uh, kind of town, and. Uh, Coming into a big town, you know, I was like, but uh, but now I love it. You know, it's been great. There's so much stuff to do, so much place to go. You know, it's been really great. Cool. Well, everyone likes you, man. We get a lot of email about you. I want to know who you are. Uh, so who are you gonna be dunking on next? Who, who you want to dunk on? Who, uh, whoever, whoever's out there, you know, I'm, I always try to go hard. You know, when I catch that ball, I try to go up strong. So <laughs> whoever's out there, be careful. I'm coming. <laughs> Man, said, he be with an act coming. That was good. With that was good. like that, he'd be popular with the women. That's for sure. 
<laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so what, you, real. what do you think about that, Chosen? You heard the man say he just plays hard. He's ready for whoever's coming. I mean, you got to love to hear that from a, a new guy. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely agree. You know, team chemistry is one of the most important factors uh, that you can have. You know, a lot of people like to talk about the sixth man of the year award and different things like that and getting the crowd involved. But when you get fresh blood in there and they have a desire to want to win, a lot of times they can spark and motivate the, the veterans to step it up to a higher level. And that's what I expect this season out of the Mavericks. Yeah, I agree. And, Russ, I mean, what do you think? I mean, you know, is the guy going to get more minutes? Can we see him possibly uh, moving into a bigger role? Getting, I mean, maybe getting taking away a lot of minutes from Haywood, you know, since he's, since he's playing so so tough down low. Now, unless Haywood uh, uh, start playing bad, I mean, I, I like the way they play him now. Uh, you know, a little experience. I know Brea kind of watched, you know, uh, and if you look at the NFL players, these these quarterbacks come in and, and kind of watch from the bench and kind of learn the game for a year. But I look for him to be a fourth down the line. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were in the locker room. Nobody asked him for an interview. All right. of a sudden, he's the hottest. All of a sudden, he's the hottest guy in town now. So, uh, kudos to him, man. I, I mean, like I said, but with that accent, he'll be a popular guy in Dallas. He's been playing very well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. We want to remind everyone you listen to the show. It's our Friday night special. We still got a lot of more stuff to talk about, NFL to get into, uh, Cliff Lee update for everyone, and, of course, our world-famous picks, where I, which I'm wearing the crown today, so I get to pick first, and everybody gets to follow my lead. So we got that coming up next on the show. We're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back. We'll get into a lot more stories, and, we'll, of course, we'll be joined by Rick, Chosen, hopefully you can stay on the line with us as well. And we'll be right back on the show. Take a quick commercial break. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show. Calling all models. Calling all actors. actors. All music artists. Music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs? And not just gigs, but paying gigs. Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to WeBookGigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about WeBookGigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now. Man, smoke in the city available the now. City. Album features Blow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, like and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also, featuring production from super producer none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, Seven Digital, E Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. And we are back live on the RF Sports Radio Show, live on our Friday night special. 
Let me bring my uh, my partners back on the line, my roundtable back on the line, so we can get to a couple other quick sports stories. Before we talk a little NFL action, let's get into a couple of quick things about Cliff Lee. You guys know this whole deal is going on. We thought he'd definitely have, he'd be signed somewhere by today. We talked about that last week. We thought it'd be done by today. But the saga continues. It looks like it's coming down to really two teams in the whole deal. Of course, the Rangers and the Yankees. The Yankees sent a deal, uh, and actually his agent left the winter meetings on Tuesday to bring a deal and discuss that with uh, both him and his wife in Arkansas. And they said the deal could be up to $140 million, anywhere between 20 to $25 million for a six-year deal. Uh, of course, the Rangers went ahead and said, well, hey, what can we do to make this happen? What are the terms? And they gave Cliff Lee several different options to pick from, different terms that they would agree with. And now, the whole discussion now was about this seventh year. It was two teams on Tuesday that were unidentified that came out saying that we'll offer a seven-year deal uh, to Cliff Lee, and nobody really wants to go to a seven-year deal with them. They want to keep it at six. But my question to you guys, and Royce, I ask you first, because I know you follow the Rangers um, a lot, but you, if you get this guy a seven-year deal, and that seventh year he'll be 38 years old. Um, and you're looking at basically, you know, being stuck with this guy for a long period of time. And a lot of these seven-year deals have not worked out in the past. Right. I mean, do you think the Rangers need to just say whatever he wants he can have and keep this guy here? Or do you think they need to keep, you know, whatever whatever other moves they can make, go ahead and start making them and jump out of this whole race to get Cliff Lee? Well, first of all, right now I think it's just always been between two teams. Uh, the Rangers and uh, the, the Yankees. Uh, that you know, I like to be in Cliff Lee's shoes. <laughs> I, I, I trade position with him any day, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna come to a decision soon. Like I said, seven years is a long deal. You know, and most like I said, most players I see time for seven years doesn't quite make it. I don't know. I right. mean, they do what you can to get in. But at the same time, you know, you got to think about the other players on the team and the direction the team is heading in. So I, I really hope he'll stay. But uh, it's not my decision to make his heels. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't want him to spend all the money and all the time just on him because mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think they, they can win with or without it. That, that's yeah. my opinion. Well, well that, that's the whole question is the fact that, you know, Rangers have been notorious for bad deals. I mean, they gave A Rod $25 year for a 10 year deal. They right. did the deal with uh, Chan Ho Park that really hurt the team for a long time. Even after A right. Rod left, they were still paying them. They still owed them money they before the whole pay. bankruptcy <laughs> thing uh, came around. They still owed them uh, some money. So, you know, and I, I don't know how this, uh, the, the thing about this ownership is brand new. They're looking to make a splash. They keep talking about all this money they want to spend and how they want to up the payroll. So we don't know if these guys are going to jump the gun and just say, hey, we need them. But but on on their side, they're looking at it like this whole season once Cliff Lee was here was about Cliff Lee. You look at Cliff Lee, when the playoffs come, you always decide, well, he's going to pitch two games. Those are two wins. And that's what really this whole thing is about. It's about the playoffs. It's not about the regular season anymore because they can easily make the playoffs. Now we got to get back right. to the World Series. Right. Uh, so, Rick, let me ask you, I mean, do you think that they just have to bite the bullet and get us got a deal, or do you think they need to play it closer to the vest 
and they only stick to their guns. Hey, this is what we're gonna offer you. You don't want it? Fine, go to the Yankees. Well, you know, if it was left up to me, I would probably end up messing the whole situation up because I would get a man pretty much anything that he wanted. He was an integral part of getting the Rangers, you know, to a place that they have never been. Rangers hadn't seen heights like that, you know, and I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to do anything in my mind to mess that up. So maybe in the long run, with a bad contract, I might end up messing things up, but. I wouldn't want to let Cliff Lee go right now. I would give him whatever it is that he wanted. I give the Rangers credit, though. You know, from what I was told, they actually threw, you know, three different deals at it. <clears throat> you had told them, make a choice. You can have whichever deal you want. You know, right. and they, they broke it down and gave him a four-year deal, a five-year deal, a six-year deal, you know. And I, I think Cliff Lee ought to feel pretty good about that. But if he's stuck on that seventh year, give him the seventh year. Yeah. yeah, but do but but do we want to be in bankruptcy again? The way I look at it, though, I mean, it's 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 baseball, you know. Right. There's pitchers out there that pitch clearly up until that forty and forty-one years. That happens pretty much every single season. And somebody out there pitching at forty years, you know, if they gave him a seventh-year deal, he'd end up being what thirty-eight, you know. Why yeah, would he? I would go ahead and take that. The the biggest concern would be is there going to be some type of injury, you know, or something like that that that'll that'll mess his career up or something, you know, because you already know that the boy has talent. And when the Red Sox went out and signed Crawford, lefty with speed, you know, and they have a lefty with with power, you know, they want to keep that left hand on the mound. They want to keep it. Well, you know, here's the thing too. I think this is a real crossroads. Uh, before this team at this point, because now if they sign Cliff Lee to a seven-year deal or a six-year deal for that matter, now they're going to have to be in this uh, payroll competition with teams like the Red Sox, teams right. like the Yankees. Right. And I think, that's, right. I think that's the whole philosophical question between are we going to decide to play ball with these guys or are we going to decide to keep playing Ranger ball? Because they got to where this point is now on one on Cliff Lee and also developing players through their farm system. I mean, you can think of, take a guy like Josh Hamilton. They got him on the cheap and been paying him cheap all these years he's been producing. He turns out to be the AM MVP. You take a team like the San Francisco Giants that nobody thought was going to make it uh, to the World Series, and they win the World Series based on the players that they develop in their farm system and a couple of good pitches along the way as well. So I think this really is a crossroads for the franchise as a whole. Do we stay the Texas Rangers? Do we increase the payroll a little bit? And, and distrust the guys that we have, or do we jump into this ballpark of playing with the guys like the Yankees, the Red Sox? Because they're going to spend a lot more money. There's some contracts coming up in the next two or three years that are key. Yeah. Elvis Andrews, yeah. uh, Josh Hamilton, uh, yeah. Nelly Cruz, all these guys you're going to have to re-sign here coming up in the next few years. So you got to jump yourself up into that $180, $200 million payroll deal when their payroll last year was roughly around $50, 60000000 so they, philosophically, they got to change their whole approach on how they're building up this team. Uh, Chosen, what do you think? you think that they're ready to play ball with these big guys with the Yankees and the Red Sox, or should they keep trying to develop this raw talent? Well, I, I, I got to say honestly that I'm torn. As a fan, uh, here's my opinion. Just get a championship, and, and yeah. then everybody's stock goes up anyway. 
But it, that's what the fans want to see. They want to see winning. You know, I, 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 I've I been a Rangers fan for a while now, and they've never really given me anything to pull for. The biggest thing that I think ever happened was, was Nolan Ryan's uh, all-star signature scrap that he had out on the field and right. signing of A-Rod. Now, I'll right. say this. A-Rod never got us anywhere near that. And so the the problem with the Rangers have been the pitching. I say you keep the pitcher. Get a championship. Even if even if we develop a team from the farm system and won a championship, everybody's stock goes up and then people want to leave anyway. So I say don't don't break the system, add to it, and in two or three years we'll figure everything else out. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, I gotta remember Cliff Lee didn't join this team of late. They were winning before he got there. He actually put them over the hump. You know, and, and, and this baseball salary, you know, that that's not uncommon for him to get that kind of money. And like I said last week, if a man that could get that kind of money, why not go for it? I any one of us do the same thing. But uh they got a big <laughs> decision believe, to make. Yeah, yeah they, they have a big decision to make. And I, you know, like I said, you gotta consider the other players, you gotta consider down the line, like I said, contracts. Do you want to break this team up? Do you want to try to improve it? You know, and they've always had, I mean, they do have good closers. They are going to sell out this year because they did make it that far. And Ranger fans, you know, are you Ranger fans? No, we go to the game. And we were going to the game when they were losing. They do have dedicated fans. But, uh, you know, it's a big decision to make. I, I don't want to see them break the bank for him, you know, his decision to make. But but do you give up everything for him? You know, that's the question. Do you? I mean, what do you do? I mean, he's three well, offers. Now, I, 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 I got to say this. I, I don't think that you give up everything for one player because that's not team that's ball. Right. To a certain degree, the player has to want to be here. Uh, right. I think the A-Rod situation proved to the organization that we can't have somebody here that's strictly for the money. So, you know, if he doesn't uh, reciprocate the fact that he's excited about Ranger baseball, then go ahead because there's definitely somebody else that wants to come to the organization and get a championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. I think one thing that everyone, a lot of pitchers in the past, you've always heard them say that they don't want to pitch in the ballpark because it's it's a hitter's park. And if a guy like Cliff Lee can come there and be successful as he was, win the games that he won with that team, I think, number one, a lot of pitchers will be attracted to come, even if he doesn't sign. Uh, but if he doesn't sign with them, they're going to have to trade somebody to make a move uh, to oh, get yeah. some of these other pitchers out there. And that's going to be the other thing. You've heard the trade rumors about Michael Young. Of course, they said that's not true. But someone's going to have to get traded, uh, even at the farm system or somewhere, to pull in some kind of pitching if they can't re-sign Cliff Lee. So that's something to definitely think about there, too. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break real fast. We're coming back. We're going to get into our live week 14 picks, and I'm going to show you guys why you need to pick every pick that I make uh, for this week if you want to have a chance to win. So you guys get your pens ready and keep writing down whatever I say, and I think you guys will be okay. And, Rodney, we have Bill, man. I got a question when we come back. All right. And, Royce, of course, he got his world-famous Bill mail. So, so we'll get into that as well, too. We're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. We'll be right back with the picks. And if you guys are listening to us live, go ahead and start loading up the phones right now, 323-927-2906, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. 
What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it's your it? boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. You can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. you hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page. And click on the player, and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a Facebook now. lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what they do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're now. still in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you're still on MySpace, hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. And we are back live on the program, the RF Sports Radio Show, getting ready to get into our world-famous NFL picks. If you guys don't know by now, if you don't follow the show, you're listening for the first time every Thursday show. We do our world-famous NFL picks. We've been doing it for every week of the season. Um, and we're going to go back at the end of the season and figure out who really won uh, every week making picks. It's usually me, Royce, and Rick making the picks. Chosen has been picking with us for the last three weeks. Hasn't had a chance to get itself out of the cellar yet. But it's the first time for everything. And I know, Chosen, I know you've been doing your research. I know you're going to get yourself out of the doghouse tonight, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's been studying this week. But listen, let me wow. go up here and research, huh? <laughs> Okay, let me ask this question right quick. I got a question for Bill Mayer. Are you ready? Go ahead. Okay. What do you call, I mean, what do the Dallas Cowboys and Billy Graham have in common? I don't know. Let me hear You don't know? They both can make 70,000 people stand up and say, Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow. Wow, <laughs> oh, incredible. <laughs> Here we go, one more. I can tell me y'all don't say that during the game. Then. Jesus Christ. <laughs> y'all can tell me y'all don't say that during the game. Yeah, okay. that's probably a whole lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a whole lot worse than that. You're right. Okay. Uh, we want to encourage all of our listeners also, too. You guys are more than welcome to pick with us on any show. All you have to do right. is email your uh, own personal picks to rfsportsradio at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. And our, twi- our picks are always published Saturday on our blog at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. I'm actually going to post those up tonight. So you guys have all weekend to look at that and mow that over. And we want to definitely let everyone know that uh, Rick's Picks tonight are being sponsored by Family Vibe Sounds. If you guys need any kind of music for commercials, music for uh, you know, musicians, for artists, uh, for whatever you need music for, 
please email familyvibesounds at gmail dot com. Uh, that's F A M I L Y V I B E S O U N D S at gmail dot com. Or and also chosen picks, of course, are being being sponsored by Icebreaker Productions. Go to icebreakerproductions dot com. Sign up, get your free profile. If you do that, you're able to actually get your studio time and your um, production for free. Uh, so they're the only ones in, in anywhere that's offering that service to you, so you guys to definitely take advantage of that. And uh, we'll definitely get into the picks real quick. Before we get into the picks, I want to ask everyone real fast, who's, is anybody going to challenge me this week? Are you oh, serious? Come on right now. No, please, please. I'm serious. I'm, please. I'm really feeling myself today. Yeah. I well, mean, I, mean, I, I had a great friend only lost two games last week. I mean, we can't you want in the spirit of Rudy Ray Moore, RF, are you for real? <laughs> for real. Yeah, this is the first week you won in the last three or four weeks, Rodney. You're right. You're right. It was more than that. Okay. Okay. I got to feel good about this, though. You have been on the street. When you get on the street, then we'll talk. All right. Well, we'll definitely do that. Now, one game we didn't get a chance to pick was Thursday game. That was the uh, Colts, and the Colts played the Titans. They did win 30-28, to although it wasn't really that close. Uh, the Titans did score a late game uh, touchdown. The touchdown that they scored in the second quarter was their first touchdown in, I believe, 13 or 14 quarters. So uh, they, they finally scored a touchdown, although they did lose that game. Peyton Manning was Peyton Manning once again, 319 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, no turnovers. So he did his thing. Uh, he's really, definitely back on track and trying to get that team hopefully into the playoffs. So we'll see what's going on with that. Now, our first game to pick is going to be the Browns and the Bills. It's going to be a home game for the Bills. The Browns are 2-4 and four on the road. The Bills are only 1-5 and five at home. The game's in Buffalo. Weather should definitely be a factor. Uh, and I'm definitely going to be picking the Browns to win this game. I think they're going to run the ball well. I like Cole McCoy. I think he'll be okay if he gets a chance to really play that game. Of course, he's been in and out, and anything can happen. And Fitzpatrick's been throwing the ball well, but I like the Browns. I'm going to pick the Browns. And, uh, Rick, you get to pick second on this game. Oh, I'm going I'm to have to go with the Browns, too. You know, they I, I picked against them last week, and they actually showed me up. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a nod against the Bills. I think they can pull that one out. Okay. And, Royce, who are you picking? My upset pick of the week, Buffalo. By seven. Buffalo by seven. Wow. I'm on that limb early. I see you jumping on the limb early. That, I mean, we never, you never know. You <laughs> might not be on the limb by yourself. Chosen well, that's anybody's game. Right. It is. Flip a coin. Flip a coin, game. Yeah, yeah. The fact that coin flip never fails. I, you know what? I'm going to try a different strategy. You know, the, the the previous weeks I've been going with who I think is going to win, they've all did me bad. So I'm going to go with the person <laughs> that I expect to lose, and let's see what happens this week. I'm going with the Bills. All right. Okay. There you okay. go. There you go. Two, two. That's a strategy. That's a strategy. Right. I don't know how good it's going to be, but that's a strategy. It, it is. It's it mighty right. it's a mighty different strategy. Does it matter who wins this game? No. It really doesn't. <laughs> Then we got okay. the uh, we got the Green Bay Packers at eight and four going on against the Lions, a two and ten team. Although sometimes during the year they play like they're not two and ten, 
Uh, this is a Lions home game, two and four at home. Packers are three and three on the road. A divisional game, so it should be close in some form or fashion. Although I'm still going to take the pack, uh, take the Green Bay Packers to beat the Lions. Uh, Roy, see you picking. I got to go with Green Bay. They're getting ready to go down to the playoffs. I got to go with Green Bay. And chosen, who you picking this game? I got to go with Green Bay. You going with the pack, okay? And Rick, you going with the Lions? No, Marcus all down for the pack, man. I got to go with the pack, you know. Here we go. Don't be surprised if the Lions, you know, don't give them a really good game, though. Right. It is divisional. They have history, you know. Don't be surprised, but I think Green Bay will pull that one out. Yeah, I think Green Bay will pull that one out, too. Now, another good game, and this is going to be, you know, it could be a, it could be a trap game, a trick game. Uh, this is the uh, New York Giants playing against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings at home. As you guys know, with the coaching changes they made with Leslie Frazier, uh, they have not lost a game since then. So take that into consideration. And also take into consideration that this game may be the end of the streak for Brett Favre. So I'm going to ask you guys about that too. I think, I don't know, I think he's going to start. He may not finish the whole game. No coach in the NFL has ever told Brett that he couldn't start, no matter how hurt he is. His injury that he suffered last Sunday reportedly is so bad that he can't even raise his arm uh, over his head. But as we all know in the NFL, they're going to give him a shot of something, and it's going to numb the pain. He'll be able to throw. So I think he'll definitely at least start. He may not finish the game, but I think he'll start. So I'm going to have to give the nod in this game to the Vikings. Even if Tavares Jackson comes in, I like the way Adrian Peterson's running the ball. I think Tavares is, is decent enough to pull off a win. And a win against the Giants, of course, will help my Cowboys out. So I'm picking the Vikings to win this game. Uh, Rick, who are you picking? Well, I'm going to have to go with the Giants on this one. You know, I'm I'm being realistic with this situation. Um, I don't think the Vikings are going to make it. You know, I think Brett Favre, I haven't seen anything different. So, He's going to start in my mind. You know, for some reason, he always gets back out there. I don't think he's going to finish the game, and I think that chemistry is going to be bad. I don't think they'll be able to pull that one out against the Giants. Mm. I might just be on a limb this game. Chosen, who are you picking this game? I got to go with the Giants, too. You know, I, I think the Giants are one of the most physical teams in the NFL. They always have been, and uh, that, that spells disaster for Minnesota right now. And Royce, who are you picking? I say it's time to make a run for somebody. If you're going to get in the playoffs, uh, the Vikings are winning if Brett Park doesn't play, but I'm going to pick the Giants. And the Giants yeah, are known for putting quarterbacks out, too. Right. Yeah, right. the Giants are known for putting quarterbacks out, but, you know, from what I saw in this team, what they did last week, they put up a lot of points, even with Tavares Jackson in the game. Adrian Peterson is still the best running back that's going to be on the field that day. And I just give them right. a nod. It's a, it's a home game for Minnesota. They have a fast track. They got a winning record at home. You know where else? I'm out to, that's why I'm going with the Vikings and win that game. Hopefully this is the game, game to win. It's a must game. win for the Giants. Giants it is a must win, win for the game. Giants. Right. For the Vikings, too. Right. It's a must win for them as well, too. Uh, then we got the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. A divisional game. This game's going to be in Pittsburgh. Of course, we know in December weather's always a factor when you're playing in the NFL. 
and uh, the Steelers are nine and three. The Bengals are two and ten. I'm gonna have to pick the Steelers to win this game. Uh, Royce, who are you picking? No way I picked Cincinnati Bengals. Every time I picked them, they lost. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick, who are you picking this game? I'm going with the Steelers too. I don't think elements are gonna matter. You know, the Steelers, the Steelers play in any element that's ever played in football. You know, they know how to do it inside and outside, you know, and Cincinnati is just terrible, man. And shows them, man, so you picking that. Keep in mind, though, T.O. Is, is close to a thousand-yard season. He's at 961 right now. So he will have a thousand-yard season this year. No, I'm telling you. Kudos. And he can get it. But they will not win. Quarterback. Right. No, you see, I caught some palm as a quarterback, boy. I can't see him winning. <laughs> <laughs> Who you picking, Chosen, this game? Well, you know, no doubt about it. That if anybody plays well after, after Thanksgiving, it's got to be the Steelers. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's intimidation season now, and uh, they're not going to take anything off of Cincinnati. A loss from Cincinnati right now would, would ruin, I think, their their, their chemistry and momentum that they have going for the season. They can't afford to have that from such a team that's performing so poorly. Right. Okay, so we all like the Steelers to win that game pretty easy. And we should have said that one in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Yeah, the line in that game is Pittsburgh by nine. So apparently Vegas feels the same way. Uh, we got the Buccaneers, 7-5, and five, going up against the Redskins. Redskins at home at 5-7. and seven. They got 2-4 and four record at home as well. Um, I'm definitely going to pick the Bucks to win this game. I like the young team. I think they're a better team uh, than the Redskins. So I'm going with the Bucks. Royce, who are you picking? I was a Bucks. All right, and chosen who are you picking? I'm gonna pass the Bucks. Bucks. And Rick, I know you picking the Redskins. Fail uh, <laughs> to the Redskins. You know I'm going with the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get a lot of mail about you and these uh, Redskins. You want to yeah. tell Redskin Nation anything? I'll be glad to answer any of the uh, Redskins fans. I don't like the team, and nothing's going to change about that. It's nothing personal with the fans. I don't like the team. I would like some of the players if they would go to another team. I'd cheer for them. Wow. Because, you know, as, long as, wow. as long as they're playing with the Redskins, nothing. Nathaniel is not is it the uniforms? You don't like the uniforms? Nah, you know what? Sometimes I actually think the uniforms look kind of cool, you know, but it's the, the Redskins, period. The Redskins get no love for me. I just don't want none of the players to get hurt. I actually want them to play, get out there, you know, suffer some of that pain on the field, get tackled real hard. Just don't get injured, though. But I want it to be bad on the Redskins. I don't like As it. a Cowboy fan. As a cowboy, and uh, and Redskin Red Nation, you can you can forge your emails to Family Vibe Sounds at gmail dot com. Family Vibe like Vibe the magazine sounds with an S at gmail dot com. <laughs> and we got the uh, Falcons and the Panthers up next. The Falcons, of course, the best team, the best record in the NFC right now at ten and two, going against the team with the worst record in the NFC. The one and eleven Panthers. I think all in unison. If we were in the choir, I think we all could sing Falcons right now. Yeah, Falcons. pretty much Falcons. Yeah, I'm doing a dirty bird right now. I'm doing a dirty oh, bird Lord. dance right now. I'll, I'll <laughs> pay to see that, man. I need to see that one. 
I'm practicing on Skype. They, right now. They, they, they may go. Off. I'm practicing. Right. Okay. <laughs> Now we got a uh, this game right here is pretty interesting because uh, either way it goes one of these one of these teams could be both these teams could be seven and six uh, looking at a trying to get into the playoffs and that's the Jaguars and the Raiders Jaguars are six and six uh, I'm sorry the Raiders are six and six and the Jags are seven and five this game is going to be in Jacksonville uh, and I'm gonna have to give the nod to the Jaguars only because of where they're playing right now they're at the top of their division. Um, and they need this win. I like the Raiders. I like the way they run the ball. But I got to give the, the nod to the home team in this one. Uh, Rick, who are you picking this game? I, I would like to go with the home team. But for me, this is a su- surprise pick. No one would really expect me to pick the Raiders. But I think I'm going to go with the Raiders. Wow. Mm. wow. And I've been picking wow. the Raiders all season. Man, you and, you know, and I haven't, and I haven't been, you know, in the games, and and the Raiders have actually been winning some games, but I'm still not sold on what Jacksonville is doing. I think this is another one of those flip a coin games, and I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, chosen. Who you picking this game? Well, I gotta say, I go with the Raiders on this also. Hmm. I, I'm not. Um. I'm, I, I'm. I my my Abraham Lincoln has been flipped. And uh, it's coming away with the Raiders. My chosen coin flip game of the week. <laughs> Where are you picking this game? Wow, this is one of those guys. He's right about the coin flip. I, but the Raiders beat up on people last week. I think they get a dose of their own medicine this week. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going with the Jags. There you go. Okay, wow. so we got our first split game of the week right here. Let's speed through a couple of these other real picks. We got the the Rams against the Saints. Saints, of course, nine and three, trying to become that best team in the uh, in NFC. Trying to really become the best team in their division right now. And the Rams, of course, they're in a, they're in a, a fight with every team in their division. It's still up in the air for them. Uh, the line in this game is New Orleans, of course, by nine. It's a home game for New Orleans. Uh, I do have to pick the Saints, although I like the Rams. I like what they're doing. But I think it's gonna be just too much for the for the Rams to handle. So I'm picking the Saints this game. Chosen, who you picking? Definitely the Saints. And I am not a New Orleans fan at all. Right, me mm. either. Mm. Royce, who you picking? Mm-hmm. Too much Cajun spice, baby. Who that? <laughs> and Rick, who you picking? I'm gonna have to go with the Saints too. And I hate to say that, man, because I I'm Really kind of digging the Rams, man. I'm liking what right. they're doing, man. I like Sam Bradford, but, you know, New Orleans going to be too much for him, man. Yeah. And we got the oh, yeah, Seahawks. Oh, yeah, some We got the Seahawks and the 49ers, and I was at the barbershop today uh, getting my hair cut by the biggest 49er fan I know uh, in the DFW era, and he, 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 he swears up and down. He's gonna. He's he's telling me that 49ers are gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna win their division. I don't know how they're gonna win it at eight and eight. So he, he spent his whole time cutting my hair, trying to convince me that the 49ers will win this game. He told me I should pick the 49ers to win. They're at home, so I'm gonna have to ride with them, and I'm gonna take the 49ers Ooh. to beat the uh, Seahawks at home. Uh, Rick, who are you picking this game? I'm I'm going with the 49ers, too. I mean, as quiet as Kevin, if any team could make it into the playoffs, back their way in 8-8, eight and eight, it would have to be the team coming out of the NFC West. 
you know, so the 49ers could have a chance in doing that. I, you know, that I can't say. But I do think that the 49ers can beat the Seahawks, though. And he even told me that he, I should ride with them because he thinks they'll make the playoffs with seven wins. It might not even take eight. So they play all division of opponents for the next couple of weeks. Royce, you and again, that goes back to their division. Exactly. And Royce, you picking this game. Y'all, y'all do know that they went back to Alex Smith as quarterback. Y'all know that, right? Mm. Y'all know that. Okay. I say Hasselback throws to 350 yards and get a guest spot next to his wife on the view. (laughs) 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 Uh, Rick, uh, tell us who you picking this game, man. Well, I I, got to say that that, that I think Singletary has to be, you know, uh, on pins and needles right now. And if he has any good ounce of coaching skill in his body at all, it will reflect in this game. And I'm riding with Singletary. Whoa, I'm out there by myself. There you go, bro. Take a name game there, buddy. Yeah, y'all got members Y'all know Alex Smith is quarterback, don't you? Yeah, Yeah, that's bad, too. That's bad. bad. Keep the seat. But the Seahawks yeah. are terrible. The Seahawks are terrible. Yeah, terrible. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not convinced of the Seahawks at all, at all. At all. Uh, we got, now, here's a big game to pick right here, guys. This game here is going to be, I think, a differentiator for everyone. And I wish I wish uh, Chris was on the line to pick this game with us, too. And it's the Patriots and the Chicago Bears. Uh, it's going to wow. be a game in Chicago. Chicago's 4-2 and two at home. The pages are four and two away, and I think I would surprise everyone. I may not be surprised to one person in particular, but I'm picking the Bears to win this game. I think they'll get back there on Tom Brady. They'll, they'll shake them up a little bit. I think they're a better team. The Bears are a better team than the Colts uh, just for their defense alone. And I think if Cutler has a little bit of time and then get too confused back there, maybe he can get a couple of passes off. And they got a better running game than the Colts do as well. So I'm picking the Bears to, to shock everyone and show everyone that the Patriots may not be the AFC contender like everybody thinks they are. Royce, who you picking? Wow. I said Jay Keller makes a name for himself this week and pull out a win. And I'm going to say this because the Ravens' defense is good but slow. Chicago Bears' defense is young and fast. Well, wait, now you said, now you told me last week you weren't going to pick against the Patriots anymore this season. And, and I think I heard that, too. And you right. have a third witness sustained. You know what? You know what? You never know what I'm going to do week to week. I'm a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one See, thing you know and do what another. what you're going to do week to week. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Chris ain't going to like that. And I think yeah, he should be calling in just a second once he heard that. Yeah, he, he, uh, Rick, he are you picking this game? And I'm going with the rest of the crew. <laughs> I am choosing the Bears, too. You know, but I, I have to be realistic about it. I do think that the Patriots are a better team without right. question. I just think right. the Bears' defense will be able to, to, to get in there, something right. that the Jets didn't do. You know, and I think it'll be a little bit different for Tom Brady because they're going to have to face Julius Peppers, boy. And tell us who you picking. Well, you know, you guys, you know, the, the treason and the treachery knows no bounds. <laughs> you know, big, big Chris, 
You know, hey, I, I know what Bill Belichick and Brady can do under pressure. Y'all, y'all forget right. one thing. Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying, although he is, you know, considered right. to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion, is the most confident and sure-handed and, and cool-hand loop player it is at the quarterback position under pressure. A blitz is not going to scare him. And, right. and he's known for turning any receiver into a star. Uh, hence Dion Brent. So I, I got to ride with the Patriots on this one. This is after Thanksgiving, man. Hey, hey, people are paying for keeps now. No, I, you know, I, I do have an email. I've got an email, Royce, that came in specifically for you. Matter of fact, someone wants to have a couple of words with you about your pick. Go ahead, Carl. You know, I, let me tell you something. I'm just joking. I knew he would get on the phone. That's the only way. Go ahead, Carl. Go ahead, Carl. You can, you, can, you can talk, Carl. Go ahead. <laughs> Five, two, six, nine. Go right ahead. Come on. You're on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all know who this is. I got perfect time. I heard all of what said. I thought 9-11 was going on or something. I thought we were back in 2001. Chris, I was going to Chris. I knew that would get you on the phone. I said Hello, what I meant last wait, week. Wait, wait, let's stop for a second. Stop for a second. If you right. rewind the take, Chris, if you've been listening, you heard Royce's pick. Now he did say last week he was going to pick against the Patriots. He heard his pick. I, I was shocked joking. at a ball. Really, really, I was shocked at a ball with all your picks, I, man. What, what is he going I'm to joking. say? I'm joking, Chris. I was joking. Oh, he's joking. Going Did you just change your pick? Did you just change your pick, Royce? Yeah, I was joking. I was joking. I was joking. Uh, I now, see, now, now I, I've heard the host, the host Q, uh, the host side of of how they feel like the Bears are going to win. Now, I, now, come on, now let's be logical here. Be a realist one time in your life. Now, now they ain't gonna beat the Patriots, man. It ain't gonna happen. How in okay. the world do you think Jay Cutler and the Bears are gonna beat the Patriots? I was joking, Chris. I'm talking to your host. <laughs> I'm talking to your host. I ain't talking to you no more. <laughs> I'm talking to your host, man. How, how in the world are they going to beat the Patriots? You know what? I'll tell you what, host. Even better question. Give me the score. Since the Bears are going to win, what's the score? The score is going to be, I'm going to get the Bears. I'm going to get the Bears 24 to, oh, to 17. They can't score 24 points, probably. 24-17 wow. Bears. Unbelievable. We 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 averaging thirty points a game, but we're gonna score seventeen points. Okay. Right. Right. All right. Okay. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. Make me a bet on there. Patriots <laughs> win. The Patriots win. You shall take your next picture for your broadcast show in a Patriots T-shirt or a Patriot hat. That's a deal. Wow. That's a deal. Wow. And if the and if the Bears win, I want you. I want. I want. Front page of the website, I want you in that Cowboys gear. Oh. And Cowboys gear. And Cowboys wow. gear. Are you serious? Wow. And Cowboys gear. Oh, right. Joe Carter be caught dead in a Cowboys jersey. And Cowboys gear. <laughs> How about if he wrestled about? <laughs> I bet if you make it round to the bear. All right, real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay. 
Okay. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to some more talk about that real fast. Let's pick this last game real quick. We're gonna of course have an after show, so if you listen to us online, call in three two three nine two seven two nine oh six, listen to our after show. But before we stop streaming streaming live, we gotta pick the Cowboys and Eagles game. This is gonna be a home game for the Cowboys. This is a Sunday night primetime game. We finally get a chance to see Michael Vick. He came in last year. We beat the Eagles three times last year. Uh, they couldn't do nothing with us. And now Vick comes in as a starting quarterback, and I'm picking the Cowboys to win uh, this uh, game. No, no secrets in that. But I think wow. they're going to definitely beat up on the Eagles uh, Sunday night. And, Rick, I know how wow. you're picking. So, Royce, let me get your pick. What do you call 47 million standing around watching the Super Bowl? The Dallas Cowboys. Y'all will lose Sunday. <laughs> okay. Y'all will okay. lose Sunday. Forty-seven millionaires standing around watching the Super Bowl is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I got to go with Philadelphia. Mm. Philly. Shows who you picking? No, that's Brian. Silence. Silence. I think we lost him. I think we okay. lost him on the line. Uh, but hey, Rick, you know he's now, now, Royce, now tell me why you think the tell me why you think the Eagles. No, are no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. That was static okay. on the phone. I just got to say this, uh, Rick Rifleman. I am one of the Cowboys' biggest supporters, but I'm also a realist. And I have to be honest with you, a couple of shows ago, you guys were calling Michael Vick one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Sure. And tell me and tell me that the Cowboys really have a defensive strategy. Okay, right. you got you got the coach that, that really has fumbled the ball all season. And, and right. I think, hey, man, we lose this game. I love you, Cowboys, with all of my heart. But, man, throw the rest of the season, get an easy schedule, and get a high draft pick and holler at you next year, man. <laughs> mm. Mm. Wow. Now, Royce, why do you and think the Eagles are going to win this game? Michael Vick. I mean, look, okay, I'm looking at the Cowboys defense and secondary. If, if you can't stop him passing, you sure can't stop him from running. I mean, I I, 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 I just don't think y'all's defense is, is good. Even your front four couldn't stop it. Mm. I, get a, I got to give Michael Vick the credit. And, and plus, Deshaun, I mean, the receivers, uh, I just can't see Dallas winning. Y'all don't have Des Bryant. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Let's take a caller real quick. We're going to do a little closer, a quick after-hour show. So if you guys listen to us live online, call 323-927-2906 now and get in on our after-show real quick. We do have a call online, and they've been holding for quite some time, so I want to make sure I get them on. And Kyle, okay. I will identify you by the last four digits of your cell or your phone number, eight four three seven. You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a comment about the Cowboys and Eagles? Kyle, you live. You there? Kyle, you there? Eight four three seven. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, man. I didn't, uh, I didn't push any numbers, you know. But how y'all doing anyway? Uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going with the Cowboys, man. Defense is unstoppable, you know. When they click, you going with the Cowboys. Okay, good yeah, call, good call. Now, who do you think is going to win the Bears and Patriots game? 
Oh, man, I'm going to go with Chicago, man. You know, it's just, uh, you know, they, they seem like so magical this year, man. So, you know, I'm going with the birds, you know. Ah, fairy tale, fairy tale, the NFL, fairy tale, the NFL, you know. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Thank you for your call. Uh, thank you. And the public is spoken, Chris. Public is spoken. Are you picking the Cowboys? You picking the Eagles? I, I think I think I made Chris mad tonight, y'all. I was just kidding, Chris. You can call me after hours. Bro, now let's let, let's get on you for a second, man. You can't change your pick like that. You can't change your pick like that. Let me tell y'all something. I did tell y'all I would not ever pick against the New England Patriots. I meant that. But I knew I could get Chris on the line if I said that. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and, and wait wait to say, Face Royce, I support you. You are allowed as an American citizen to tell a joke whenever you want to. And, and what are you guys thinking? You guys are just, you, you have no blatant, blatant disrespect, shall I say, is what you guys display for a beautiful ball club. Now, now this is sports football, and you guys have got to realize a, a, a true dynasty when you see one. I mean, you know, these guys are winning games this season. And, 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 you know, all jokes aside, I definitely feel like that the Bears are a good team. But because they are young, I think the lack of maturity as a squad will cost them the game. This team's been in the Super Bowl before, too. Yeah, but it's not no, it's not no doubt in anybody's mind that the Patriots are a better team. You know, you would you would have to have to say so. You know, look at the records, look at the field on the play. You know, just in my mind, it just you know the Patriots have been winning so much they kind of do for a loss. You right. know, and I'm I'm you That's know right. I'm just putting my I'm putting my gut on it. You know what I mean? I've picked the Patriots to win before. You know, I don't just hate the Patriots like that, like says, and I like the Redskins. <clears throat> but you know, <laughs> I just put my gut on it. I'm gonna have to go ahead and go with the Bears. Yeah. Well, and of course, for uh, for posterity's sake, we do have to finish picking the rest of the games uh, just for our own uh, show show duties here. So let's go ahead and pick the rest of them real quick. We got the Dolphins uh, on the road playing the Jets. Dolphins going up to uh, New York. I was at the barbershop today. A guy came in and pleaded his case for me to pick the Dolphins uh, to win this game, but I can't do that. I think the Jets back, uh, bounced back after that loss against uh, New England. I think Sanchez has a better game, and I'm picking the Jets to win this game. Chosen, who you picking? Jets. Okay, Royce, who you picking? I got to go to Jets. Rex Ryan lose, he's going to put on a dress. <laughs> uh, Rick, are you picking this game? I'm going to have to go with the Jets, too. I mean, I can. I think it's pretty safe to say that Wednesday and Thursday was probably the hardest practice that the Jets have ever had, considering that that beatdown that they had put on them. You know, I think they're going to come out ready to play without question. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we all riding with the Jets on that game. We got the Broncos and the Cardinals, the uh, battle of three and nine teams. Uh, as you guys may have heard, Derek Anderson is not going to play this game. They got a third uh, backup, a rookie that's coming in to play this game. I can't think of the guy's name, but who knows who's been playing quarterback for the Cardinals all season anyway. The Broncos, this will be the first game for their new interim head coach. Uh, if, you, if we take anything from what's happened this season, any coach has replaced another coach during the season comes out with the win. 
So I'm about to ride with the Broncos to beat the Cardinals on the road. I think the Cardinals really don't know what they're doing right now. They don't know what they're doing in quarterback. They got a rookie in. And it's a shame because you got a guy like Fitzgerald, and Fitzgerald can't even get the ball uh, delivered to him. So I'm about to go with the Broncos to win this game. Uh, Roy C. picking this game. You know, I don't, right now I don't know what to say about this Bronco team. But at the same time, I don't know why they don't put Tim Tebow in there. But mm. I, I, I'm going to give him one more chance this season, and I'm going to go with the Broncos. This is my last chance. They've run out of chances with me. Mm. Joseph, who are you picking this game? Well, the Cardinals have let me down every time I ride with them. And <laughs> as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm going to start flipping the script. I got to go with the Broncos, man, and, and they're my second most disliked team in the league. Right, right, uh, right. I, I, I definitely agree with you, with, with, with you, right from that on that one. Big, simply because when a new coach comes in, you know that there's change. So that's right. one thing we know is going to be present for that team. But we can't say that about the Cardinals. Right, I agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Cowboys fans got first hand knowledge, don't you? Yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> Rick, who you picking this game? Well, contrary to what's been going on in the the NFL, I think this is the one game where, you know, a one team, a one game anyway, where coaches, a new coach is coming in, and I don't think it's going to determine that uh, they're going to be victorious in this game. I just think the Cardinals quarterback situation is so bad that they couldn't be able to – they couldn't beat the Broncos without a coach. You know, the Cardinals, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible down there. I'm, you know, coaching change ain't going to make no difference right here. I'm going with the Broncos. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, man. You got the uh, Chiefs and the uh, Chargers. Uh, this game, of course, the Chiefs are 8-4, and four, leading that division right now. The Chargers are 6-6, six and six, trying to crawl their way back, back into it. The Chargers, this is a must-win game for them, and they're going to have any chance of doing anything. They have to win this game. It's a must-win game, and this game is in San Diego. I'm going with the Chiefs. I've been picking the Chiefs all uh, all season long, although they don't have a great road record. But, you know, the Chargers lost last week. I think they'll lose this week. I think the Chiefs match the gas and, and give uh, Phillip Rivers some fits, and they win this game on the road to get their get their first big road victory. Uh, what are you picking this game? Uh, San Diego, you know, I, I won the figure against them in December. They let me down last week. And you know what? I'm starting to believe in this Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm going to pick Kansas City. And, Rick, who are you picking? Well, I don't know if this is going to be a limb game uh, for me, but I, I'm going with the Chargers on this one. You know, it's, it's my understanding that um, – Matt Castle, their most decent quarterback, is not going to be playing um, Sunday, you know. So I don't think Brody Cole is going to be able to come in and get the job done. It's a must win for San Diego. San Diego usually plays good towards the end of the year. They're trying to skate their way back off to the playoffs. You know, I'm going to have to give it to the charge, especially since they're playing at home. And it is true. We did mention that, Royce, that uh, Matt Castle is not going to be playing. He's coming off of a – Appendectomy, I believe. Uh, so they, they, he did. He hasn't practiced all week, and they want to keep him out uh, for at least one game. So uh, you, you, you can repick that game if you want to. Now that you know Matt Castle's not going to be in. Royce, you want to keep your pick? 
Okay, what, what was that again, Rodney? I lost you. No, Matt Cass is not going to be playing that game. So oh, do you want to that's pick right. You know, uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm so mad at San Diego, I'm going to punish them this week. I'm going to keep my pick. <laughs> <laughs> you finally going to keep a pick now. Yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes the team just make you mad. You know what I mean? So I'm going with Kansas City. Chosen, who you picking this game? Well, you know what? Um, I I I gotta say, this is my second coin flip game of of the night, <laughs> and the decision is San Diego. Okay, there you go. Oh, Another split game. No split game on this one. All right, so that could definitely play a role in the picks this week. And our last game to pick, of course, is the Monday night game. Uh, the Ravens against the Texans. The Texans are going to be at home. They definitely need a win right now. The Ravens need a you win as well uh, so they can try to get something done. I'm going with the Ravens all day long, especially on Monday Night Football. Um, Ravens are Rick, who you pick? who you picking, Rick? Ravens, Ravens all day. And Chosen, you picking the Ravens too? And you know it. Okay. Royce, what's your pick? Houston Texans is another team that let me down. I'm going with the Ravens. Sometimes you got you just have to pick on what's been happening. Ravens always been a pretty good team. Houston, I don't know what they are. All right, so there go the picks. And the picks are going to be published on our blog. If you guys go on our blog tomorrow morning at rsportsradio.blogspot.com, the picks will be live there. That way we all know exactly what we picked and we know what the uh, what the outcome is going to be during the day on Saturday. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to our After Hours part of the show. We will be back on regular schedule next week, every Tuesday and Thursday, 9.30 to 11 p.m. We do ask if you guys are followers of the show. Go to the blog, look at some of the stuff we put on the blog. Go to iTunes, download the show there as well. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to thank Rick, of course, for doing this all the time. Chosen, I want to thank you as well. Chris, I want to thank you for your comments. And Royce, I want to thank you for being the co-pilot as always. And I thank everyone for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Tuesday uh, live on the RS Sports Radio Show. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>